You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are back on Real Presence Live, and it is good to be with you as we close out our show. We're in the last half hour. Brandon Clark joined by... Steve Ponskowski. And uh, again, if you've missed any of the show, I really want to encourage you to check out the app, check out the website, realpresenceradio.com, to go through some of these segments, talking about Tom Price and the importance of Catholic radio, Father Riley Durkin talking about baptisms and funerals and what they have in common. We talked about the upcoming uh, pilgrimages to the National Eucharistic Congress, and we just finished up a daily gospel roundtable with uh, really great brothers of mine and uh, some just great reflections. So a lot of good things to unpack. And, and like we talked about in our, our just host banter segment, this is the value of local Catholic radio because there are so many gifts and talents here, Steve. Absolutely. In the next conversation, we're going to head over and talk with Father Jason Leffer. And Father Leffer has been doing retreats for me out at Maryville for the last year. He did a bunch of men's retreats. He got one more coming up here in, in February. And then he's going to do a series of women's retreats. And as part of those retreats, he's really been focusing on this gratitude. Um, and so, again, if you, I'm, I'm just going to some shameless self-promotion, but if you want to enter into those retreats, um, maryvillend.org is the website. You can sign up today for those retreats. Again, usually smaller groups, 20 to 30 people, but the message has been amazing, and we want to kind of enter into that with Father Leffer today, talking about that theme. So, Father Leffer, how are you doing this morning? Great. It's, it's great to be with you guys. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about this attitude of gratitude. I mean, how, how is it? I mean, why should we thank the Lord for everything, even those difficult things? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a, that's a great question, because I'd say in our, in our broken human nature, uh, when something awful, something tragic, something painful, or, or just something that causes discomfort, I think in our brokenness, our natural reaction is to, is to curse. You know, our, our natural reaction is to... Is to, I, I, let me correct you, our, our broken natural reaction is to curse. Our broken natural reaction is to, is to blame God, right? Our, our broken natural reaction is to lash out at someone or to, you know, when pain hits us, we, I guess we want to share the pain, don't we? We want, to, we want the rest of the world to suffer with us, kind of. And so um, I, I'd say it, it's, not, it's not a natural reaction to have gratitude, or a discomfort, or a, a pain, or a, um, yeah, some kind of hurt that comes into your life. Um, so you, you ask the question, why? And I, I'd say, well, let, let's connect back up with something earlier um, you are talking about on the show with the, the National Eucharistic um, uh, Conference that's coming up, and uh, the pilgrimage, and, and we're in this three-year period of Eucharistic revival. And if we, uh, so if we grab that word Eucharist, right, it's, it's a Greek word, and it, it, it literally it translates as good gift. It's kind of a literal translation, but the understanding of it is it's, it's, a, it's an offering of thanksgiving. It's a thanksgiving offering. And, and so we're, we're talking about Eucharistic revival. Well, and we're very focused on the Eucharistic element, the Eucharistic sacrifice, right, the Eucharistic liturgy. And we say, well, what, what, what is it that's taking place there uh, on that altar? What, what's taking place at the heart of our liturgy, or the heart of our Catholic identity? Well, um, we, are, we are taking the, the only 
only sacrifice, the only gift that God says is pleasing to him now, which is we're, we're offering his son, the Father, in atonement for our sins, in atonement for all the things that cause us harm, all the things that cause us pain. Ultimately, the thing that has caused us to be separated from the Heavenly Father, uh, the only thing that will reconcile us, the only thing that will cause us to be one with the Father again, is his son. And he has revealed to us that he, um, how we go about that through, through this sacramental offering of uh, thanks and praise on the altar we offer the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Son of God to his Father in Heaven. Now, you know, if we spent every minute of every day of every day of our lives uh, reflecting on that or trying to be, take part in it, uh, it probably wouldn't be enough. It won't be until we're in the eternal glory before I think we can truly comprehend or appreciate the significance of it or the, the glory of it all. Okay, but then coming back to, you know, the three of us and the 2.5 potential million listeners right at this moment, um, like, for example, I'm actually my vehicle. I'm, I'm in between locations right now and pulled over. Well, how can I participate in, in this Eucharist if I'm not, well, Eucharistic adoration or if I'm not at the Eucharistic sacrifice of daily Mass or, or Sunday Mass? Um, is it relegated just to one hour a week or an hour of adoration here or there? And then the rest of my life I'm living apart from it. Well, St. Paul gives us an instruction. Uh, right in First Thessalonians, he says, This mm. is God the Father's will for you. Now, when he uses that kind of language, he's got my attention. You know, I was like, well, gosh, well, I want to know God the Father's will for me. What, what, what is God the Father's will for me? This is God the Father's will for you that in every circumstance, okay, well, every you mean every circumstance, like the good ones or the, the bad ones too, or no, every circumstance, it means every circumstance, not just some of the circumstances, okay? This is God the Father's will for you, that in every circumstance you make a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to God the Father in Christ Jesus. Well, what St. Paul has just described there, he's described the Eucharistic liturgy, but he's, but he's, he's bringing it back to uh, not just the liturgical sacrifice, but the every moment of our lives experience. And so he, here we are, we're, we're, you know, we're living, living this life, I'm about, you guys are doing a radio broadcast, I'm about doing ministry here this morning, and... Um, and, well, what happens this morning when I wake up and I come out and I have two flat tires on my vehicle? Hmm. You know? Well, in our broken nature, what, I mean, the first thing I want to do is I want to blame somebody. I want, I want, I want to lash out. I want to... I, I, I'm upset. I'm angry. I, I want to direct that at something, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, because it isn't just one flat tire. You know, one flat tire, you can be upset, but you can't deal with it. But two flat tires, you're going to have to get a tow truck. You're going to have to get somebody to come. You're going to have to get somebody to help you. You know, and uh, so you sit there and you say, well, okay, why would I be grateful for this? Why would I thank anything? Why would I, why would I take on the severe discipline of doing this? Well, okay, St. Paul is saying, in every circumstance, make a sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. Now, we've, we've got some great spiritual fathers that help us unpack this. One is, one is St. Thomas Aquinas, and he, he does a deep dive into this about whether, because he says, it, it seems like a contrary thing to do, like, that it doesn't seem like this is a good thing. Right. But, but what happens here 
fact is that so either God is is the the God of all things, or He's not, and and I choose to believe that He is, and so if He's the God of all things, you know, um, He He is He's allowing these things to take place. And now, think about this: if I'm going to curse God because of my two flat tires, what's happening? I'm separating myself from Him. I'm sitting in judgment upon God. I'm you know, there's a barrier between us. If if I if I turn to the Lord, however, and I say, Heavenly Father, I thank and praise you for these two flat tires. What has just happened? What's happened is I've turned to the Lord. I've turned to the Lord in a face to face relationship. I've turned to the Lord. I'm actually with him. He's actually with me in my two flat tires. Suddenly my two flat tires are working for me. They're working for my good. They're working for my salvation. They're not working against me. I, it's, it's not me opposed to the Father. The Father opposed to me. The Father and I are one in Christ Jesus in the two flat tires. Now, in order to get there, I had to make a sacrifice. It does not right. feel good to thank the Father for two flat tires. Yeah. Father, I, I think about the morning offering. Okay, and, and this just, just kind of dawned on me this morning as we, as we make that offering. I offer thee my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. I had never thought about it before. I had totally glossed over that whole sufferings aspect until I went on retreat. I went on the beloved husband retreat. That was back at the end of November, beginning of December. But what I find is it kind of takes the power out of the negative that that just kind of seems to overshadow and provide a cloud on that on whatever has happened and i think about like a, a situation that i had where i was walking through the the shop and my father-in-law had a motorhome and his steps were out and i tripped over them and i i beat up my shin pretty bad and i got up and i actually i was like you know thank you lord i, I guess i really needed that for some reason thank you and when I went back into the house to be with my family, I was not frustrated, I was not angry, and I didn't bring a storm with me walking through the door. I think this is kind of getting at like what you're talking about, this, this ability to rejoice always, but then also recognizing that the fruit of that can be joy and, and not bringing you know, that, that hurricane with us when we've had a bad situation happen. Who, who is the source of that joy, Brandon? Well, Jesus. Right. And so, you know, Satan, who's the father of lies, his whole goal is, from the beginning, the first man, Adam, his whole goal was to separate Adam from the father, to not be in relationship, to, to feel like you're alone, to feel like you're abandoned, to feel like you're, it's all up to you, right? And if you think about it, even God the Father, he, he is, he's not a father on his own. He's a father because he's a relationship of person. It's the other two persons, the the Son and the Spirit, that that define him as Father. You know, he would not be Father apart from the Son and the Spirit, right? And so, it's he he's the source, right? And the Father of Lies wants you, Brandon. When you hit your shin, he wants you to immediately separate yourself from the Father, who's the source of joy, right? And he wants you to feel alone, isolated, and he wants you to revel in pain, sorrow, and separation, right? And so, by you making that little act. Satan was defeated, you remained in the, the presence of God the Father. Absolutely. Let's pause there. we got to head to a break, but we're going to pick up this conversation when Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us, please. Live, 
engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risked that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where it is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist for people, and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need, and that is the essence of a vocation. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live's Steve Splonskowski along with Brandon Clark. And we're visiting this hour with Father Jason Leffer. He has been a great conversation with us here this hour. He's been on us a few times. And he's leading a number of wonderful retreats for men and for women out at Maryville, and you can check those out, maryvillend.org, and then click on Attend a Retreat, and it'll take you to a list of different retreats. A men's retreat coming up this weekend, uh, and then women's retreats coming up, four of them, in the next year with Father Jason Leffer. And we're talking about the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And, and Father, just in talking about that, I was at D, uh, the diaconate training this weekend, and the, the theme that kept coming back to me is, I was telling the Lord, I was like, Lord, I just feel so overwhelmed and so tired with all the things that, that I'm having to do. And he said to me, you need to learn to receive better. You need to receive. You need to receive. And as you're talking here, I'm thinking, you know, in these difficult situations, if I become angry and frustrated, I close my heart. I close my willingness to receive, my ability to receive. But if I remain joyful and saying, okay, Lord, even this, even this is your will, what would you like me to do with it? I can still continue to receive, even, the, even in the midst of difficulty. Yeah. You know what you're making me think of, Steve, is, you know, just, uh, you know, these retreats are based off of the four natural relationships that every human being has, whether they, they want it or not, which is 
uh, you know, child, uh, sibling, uh, spouse, and then parent. You know, in, in your case as, as a man, uh, be, you know, I'm thinking specifically of child and father. There, there's, there's a tension there between being child and father. And the thing that you're talking about, there's the pressure there as being a father. A father is the one who gives life. A father is the one who makes life possible. The father is the one who, who needs to show up and be present and, and pour out and, and make the sacrifice possible. Well, the problem is you can't be a father if you're not first a child. You know, you, you have to first be receptive. And that in order to be a child and be receptive, you need to be vulnerable. Vul- vulnerable is the Latin word. It means to be able to be wounded. And so if the primary relationship always is receptivity, the vulnerability, the you, you cannot give something you don't have. You know, you cannot father. You cannot generate life. You cannot be creative. You cannot, if you haven't first received. And so the, the thing there about receptivity and, and being that child is, not only the primary, but it's essential for any of the other relationships to happen. And so what you're referencing there, Steve, and what, what the Lord is reminding you, the Holy Spirit's encouraging you, is to remain in that constant place of, of, of being the beloved son, of receptivity, in order for these other relationships to be fruitful. Absolutely. No, it's, a, it's a, and a great reminder. And of course, folks, as we've been talking today, the Lord really does reach out and grab us by the hand as he did with the, the little girl today. He really wants to walk with us. And so I think the invitation is to keep our eyes fixed on him, you know, noting that he is holding our hand and we're looking directly into his eyes, contemplating the face of Jesus, as John Paul II reminds us, uh, because he does have this loving, loving call for us. Um, and speaking of loving calls, one of the great ways to enter into that call, Father, is to go on retreats. So talk to us a little about these retreats that you're doing for us at Maryville. Yeah, you know, I, I think I want to just give a, a call out to the the presentation sisters of Maryville, who may, you know, are making this possible by the incredible generous gift they've given of the retreat center to the diocese. And then, you know, Bishop Bishop Folda, as our spiritual father, he spoke to all of us priests saying, I'd like you priests to come forward and take advantage of this and offer retreats for your people. And, and you know, the thing, I, you know, I heard his invitation, and, um, you know, I'm trained there through IPF and so forth to... to give retreats, and I've been doing this, you know, most of my priesthood. So to have this beautiful setting and this opportunity to create the environment there, then to come together to offer this for people, you know, as canon law, we priests, we're required by law to go once a year on retreat. Well, there's no canon law for lay people or for married people or for men or for women, but I'd say by the virtue of your baptism and your baptismal graces, renewal of your baptism, you should take at least a, a week every year as a man, as a woman, as a married couple, to go to renew your relationship with the Lord. He He wants to bless you. He wants to to love you. He wants you to receive grace and receive His glory. And if we don't, if we don't be conscious, make conscious effort and create, you know, make the opportunity in our lives for that to happen, well, He can be blessing us, but if we can't, if we're not there to open and receive it, how are we going to receive it? So retreat is a great opportunity for that. I just really encourage people to take advantage of it. Father, we have a retreat coming up this weekend. It's the last in the series of beloved men's retreats, but then you also, in this new year, have a series for the women. Can you talk a little bit about both of those? Yes, yeah. So the first one on that is going to, it's easy to remember, so it's, it's actually the day after Ash Wednesday is when it starts. It's, uh, these are like two-day increments, so it's, it's possible for, for people to fit them in the busy life schedule. 
Um, they go from Thursday at noon till Saturday at noon. And um, so for the women, it's coming up that, that that's going to be uh, March uh, 16th through the 18th. And um, no, I'm sorry, February. Let's get it right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> February 15th February to the 17th. 14th, and so then it's the 15th to the 17th, right. So uh, Thursday, February 15th through uh, Saturday, February 17th. And we're going to do the series with the women as well of being beloved daughter, that receptivity that we just spoke about, and then being beloved sister, being a beloved spouse, being beloved mother. And what it is, it's the natural place that we are as, as human beings, but then the grace of God comes upon that. And again, it, it, is, it isn't based on whether you're um, a, a physical mother or a physical daughter or a, a physical sister. This has to do with the, the spiritual reality of, of our relationship with God and with one another in the body of Christ. I think that's really important, uh, especially as we think about identity and, and who we are in God and who we were created to be. Is that really at kind of the core of this whole thing, is discovering that identity? You know, Brandon, absolutely, because Satan is there to mar us, mark us, to destroy us. He's been a liar and deceiver from the beginning. He does not want you to believe that you are a beloved son. He does not want you to believe that you are a beloved brother, a beloved husband, or a beloved father. He wants to get in there and muck all that up. And so we, we really want to take this opportunity in the grace of the Holy Spirit to restore those relationships, to re- rejuvenate those relationships, re- rejoice in them, then go forth, like you said, going back into the home with my family and not bringing a storm with me, but being that father who blesses my children, right? And absolutely, folks. I mean, uh, Father, thank you so much for doing these retreats. We had such a wonderful response and many people coming. Usually, again, the group is 20 to 30 people um, on the retreats. And uh, one of the things we're doing at Maryville with these retreats is we're trying to make retreats more accessible because I know families have a limited income. They have children that they want to raise. And so these retreats all are, they require a $50 registration. And then at the end of the retreat, we ask you to make another donation uh, for a total of 250 if you can, but you give what you can. And I tell you what happens here, folks. It's like a family. Big brother sometimes pays a little bit more, little brother pays a little less, or the other way around, sometimes little brother pays a little more. And we have been making these retreats have been uh, perfectly covered by your generosity, and we want to really return that to you. So don't make uh, the cost of a retreat a hindrance to you. Also at Maryville, we also have other things available. So please check it out, maryvillend.org. There's no reason not to go on a retreat, and we really want you to have the experience. Father, thanks for being on with us this morning to talk a little bit about the upcoming retreats and uh, inviting us to take up the challenge of offering sacrifices of thanks and praise. Yeah, you guys are awesome. It's great to be with you. What a privilege, and keep up the good work. Wonderful. Thank you. Again, the website is maryvalend.org. Right there on the homepage, you can click to find upcoming retreats. We do have the men's retreat coming up this weekend, February 1st through the 3rd. And then, as Father mentioned, that first Beloved Daughter Women's Retreat, February 15th through the 17th. And the next one after that, if the February one doesn't work and you want to put it on your calendar, May 2nd through the 4th. All right, that is all for our show today. We do need to head to Aaron for a quick preview before we wrap up. On the next show, Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Brad Gray and Janine Bitson coming to you live from Fargo, North Dakota. Their guests will include Cy Kellett, who you may have heard of. He will be speaking at our upcoming Fargo banquet on February 26th. And we will also hear from Father Jim Mason, who will share details about the upcoming communio at Holy Spirit Parish in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, we have a couple minutes left here, Steve. Just any final thoughts about uh, the retreats and things that we talked about there? Well, again, Brandon, I just think, uh, as, as Father Leffer mentioned, the sisters at Maryville, just a, a wonderful gift that they gave to the diocese. They gave us you know, the 500 acres, the facility with 51 beds in it, and in addition to that, they gave us the ability to pay for part of the cost of running the facility. Now, many of you now are hearing about the capital campaign that's going on, and I, again, want to thank you for your support of that capital campaign because it also continues to help make retreats available at Maryville. Our goal is really to just give every person the opportunity on a regular basis on an annual basis uh, to enter into a retreat you can you know, if the church requires of her priests to go on a one-week annual retreat you know it's a good idea hmm. and of course not only do our priests know, need to grow in their relationship with the lord but even more so us the laity those who are out in the trenches working building our family lives and, and trying to draw our children to the lord how much more do we need to receive, receive the Lord so that we can give that back? And again, going back to, I know there's a cost, but we don't want that to be a hindrance for you to enter into a retreat at Maryville. We have a list of them. There's even more that are not on that list on the calendar. We have them scheduled throughout the entire year, already booking out into 2025 retreats available to you so that you can enter into that relationship with the Lord. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. I actually, I was on the beloved um the beloved husband one, I'm going on the beloved father one, because what I found was just this incredible encounter with the Lord, but then what I was able to bring back to my family, my wife was like, you need to sign up for the next one, Um, and uh, obviously I want to return the favor and have her sign up, so we can both be fed, so we can be, you know, the best spouses and the best parents that we can be. So check those out at maryvillend.org. And of course, as always, check out the podcast for this show on Real Presence Live at realpresenceradio.com. Brandon, thank you and a great honor being with you today. Same here, Steve. That's all for us on Real Presence Live. But tune in again tomorrow for another show from 9 to 11 Central right here on RPR. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.